You are listening to How Does She Do It, Episode 7. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. So before we get into this week's show, I just want to give you a few reminders. Um, the show notes for this episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash seven. I'm also going to be introducing an email list to my website. And that way you can be uh, informed about anything else that I have going on related to the podcast, new products that I'm going to um, make available, any giveaways, those kinds of things. So join the email list. You'll also get information about if I will will not be available to record a podcast episode one particular week, um, but hopefully that won't happen anytime soon. So just uh, you'll be able to go to the website, howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and sign up for the email list there. And um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the, um, I guess the username is how does underscore she do it for both Twitter and Instagram. Again, that's how does underscore she do it. And if you have questions, uh, topic suggestions, or feedback about the show, you can send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. You can also leave a rating and review if you haven't done so already on iTunes and Stitcher. And I actually just, I earlier this week, I found out that my, that the podcast was number six in the personal journals section of the uh, Society and Culture category. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And that is because of your listens. That is because of your ratings and reviews. So if you are enjoying the show and you're listening on iTunes, please leave me a rating and review. And I just found out last week that the podcast will soon be coming to Google Play. I don't have an Android phone and I don't know how, how I think Google Play might be the I think the Android version of iTunes. So I think that's a pretty big deal. So my show will be available there soon once they release that product. I'm not exactly sure when that's happening, but I did sign up to uh, be listed on the Google Play Store. So look out for that and I'll be sure to let you know when that happens. So this is a segment of the show called Just My Thoughts. And Each week, I try to share my thoughts or perspective on something that's happened in between episodes um, recording. And this can be about a product that I use. It can be about um, a good meal that I ate because I'm greedy or an experience that I had or something that I've observed in, um, I guess, social media or current events. And when I recorded the last week's show, I had already heard about the incident at um, Spring Valley High School in South Carolina. And I didn't talk about it on the show because I, number one, I felt like I like I don't always want my just the thoughts to be about something related to race or police or and I feel like I had addressed those things in earlier shows. And and I was and I wanted to see how the incident unfolded. So this week's Just My Thoughts is about. Spring Valley High School and so many different things that come along with that. And if you're not familiar with what happened, a student, a black student was uh, was brutalized, I would say, I would characterize it by, by a police officer, also known as a school resource officer. Um, I think his the title actually in this particular um, county is deputy. 
Um, his name is Ben Fields, and the name of the student hasn't been released, and I'm glad that that's the case because um, there's, you know, uh, reserving her privacy. Um, we did learn that the young lady had experienced loss in her family. I believe it was her mother. Not sure if it was also her grandmother. She had recently been placed into foster care. So there are a lot of things going on within her life. The What happened allegedly is that the student had refused to put away her cell phone. The teacher asked her to put the cell phone away. She didn't do so. The teacher asked her to leave the classroom. She wouldn't do so on her own. School resource officer was called and asked her to get to leave. She didn't leave. And so he thought it was appropriate to basically choke slam her, attach to her desk, and then drag her across the room and, um, and then put her place her under arrest. So there's several, several issues that I will not, you know, talk about. I will try my best not to talk your ear off about it. But the the implications related to race, another person, another black person, another person of color, a woman being abused by an authority figure, um, the school to prison pipeline, the zero tolerance policy that gives our children records for incidents like having fights in school or being disobedient. And not to say that it's okay to fight or be disobedient, but I can imagine that when these incidents happen in probably white school districts, that uh, there aren't arrest records being made and criminal charges aren't being brought, or these students are not being brought into de- you know juvenile detention uh, facilities uh, be- as a result of infractions that are happening at school. So um, then, of course, Miss Raven Simone somehow jumps into the mix uh, later in the week and mentions that um, she basically said that after, you know, she stated the facts on the show, she, you know, she mentioned that the student had been told multiple times to put her cell phone away. And she started by saying that there was no reason for this police officer to treat her the way he did, but at the same time, and then goes into, goes into talking about why cell phones, why there are cell phones in school and just things that she, as a black woman, as a woman, as a person who has been a 15 year old child before, who has been disobedient in school, I'm sure, because I, unless she, you know, didn't have Maybe she was homeschooled during her entire time, Um, you know, as during her career growing up as a teenager in media or in entertainment. But I remember being in a high school with metal detectors and armed police officers and being told to leave the classroom as, you know, that may be difficult for you to believe. But I was told to leave the classroom by police, by uh, by police. Uh, teachers before and the idea that I could be arrested for not doing so granted I left and was mouthing off as I left the classroom because I had tended to be mouthy especially in in, in you can imagine the situation um, that would call for for a teacher asking me to leave the classroom but to be arrested for such a thing and then to be and then to be blamed um, again disobedience is not okay but there is never never a circumstance where it's okay for a police officer, especially for an infraction that seemed to be as minor as it was in this situation, for a police officer to, to treat a, a student this way. And the fact that they're even that we're talking about a police officer being in a school is also the problem. So I'm going to, to stop this here because um, actually... So just a little bit more in case you're not familiar with the the situation. The police officer has since been fired. Um, There is an an FBI investigation, or there was at some point, I'm not sure if it was related particularly to this particular police officer. Um, And after Raven Simone made her comments, there was a petition um, that requested that Barbara Walters um, fire Raven from, remove Raven from the view. 
um, that ABC has since responded, I guess, to the petition and sa- and in support of Ra- Raven's presence on the show. I don't watch the show. I only know what she says when it comes out and it shows up on Twitter or on my Facebook feed. However, in, in the span of less than a month, she has been she has made statements that I feel like she's playing into the hand of the role that they want her to play on television. And to have a, a, a white woman sitting next to her defending this black woman, and I'm happy that the woman was coming to our aid because no matter your race creed you know political or you know any none of those nothing nothing should make this no one should be able to look at this incident and say that but at the same time you should not you shouldn't be on your cell phone being on a cell phone in a classroom is not a cause to be arrested and to be brutalized plain and simple so again raven i'm gonna ask you to sit down and to um and whatever you know i don't even know i can't even i'm not even gonna go into it anymore but so those are just my thoughts for this week sometime last week i think it may have been thursday or friday i was on facebook and i you know how facebook does this thing now where they tell you kind of on this day in 2009 here's the post that you wrote on Facebook so I came across so one of the things that I saw was remember when Facebook had used to put is in front of your status so you would have to so it would say Tiffany is or Tiffany is you know and it was just so dumb and I was like and so the the what I the post that I saw was me talking about how stupid I thought that was so I thought that was kind of funny and I didn't even remember that Facebook did that until I saw the um, the post that I wrote relating to it back then. So, and then I looked and I scrolled through and saw a couple other things that I had put up around the same time. And almost a year ago to the day when I wrote, I wrote a post on one of the iterations of my blog that I've, I've basically, I've been blogging since like, I think I've mentioned before, since like 2008. And I've written under several different names and several different, well, I've only written under one name, but I have um, written on different blogs and changed the name of my own blog. So it was it was interesting to see a post that I wrote back in October of 2013. And it was titled It's Happening, Engagement, Marriage, Marriage and Babies. And so I clicked the link and I read the post that I wrote. And it was amazing how true what I wrote. So basically, I was talking about how you can't go on Facebook without seeing and scrolling and seeing pictures of people's about their engagements, about their marriages, about their children. And it was it was a lot at that point. And I think it's it's still a lot. And it's actually been magnified in some ways. So basically what I want to talk about today is how how it's still happening. How basically love um marriage and the baby carriage and all and the kind of pressure that comes with that, even when you're not necessarily in that space for yourself, but how the seeing seeing the images and hearing the stories, how that adds pressure to you in in ways that you didn't really imagine, and some ways that I'm trying to deal with that pressure uh, in you know the indirect pressure that I feel on my own. So, one of the things that I think is different between 2013 and now related to my the observations that I have related to the relationships and the milestones that other people are reaching is that it has 
it's put it's created these different social categories almost. So at a time when I was living in a house with, uh, when I was in college, I lived in a house with, I think with like seven other women. Um, and when I moved to Philadelphia, I had, there were four, three of us, four of us in the house. And at that time we were, and then, you know, we all had our respective groups of friends. And for the most part, we were either single some of us were in relationships. We were dating other, we were dating people. Um, and, you know, we were all kind of in the same place. We were talking about marriage, but it was kind of in the theoretical sense, hypothetical. What if this guy, you know, what if we ma- get married or, you know, when marriage happens? Babies were something, talking about babies definitely made me uncomfortable. Talking about marriage made me uncomfortable at that particular time in my life. Still makes me a little uncomfortable, but in a less, in a less um, you know, oh my God, I, I'm scared of that topic kind of way and so we were all kind of in the same boat but now we are you know it's the same group of friends same women but there are some of us are single some of us are have been in relationships for four or more years some of us are engaged some of us are married some of us are married with no kids some of us are married with one kid some are married and about to have another kid and so what that does is within your same, at least for me, within my friendship circle, it everyone has different priorities. So the things that mattered to all of us at one point now matter only to some of us or things change a little bit. And so it creates this, it creates this feeling, at least for me, that it's like, sometimes I don't know sometimes I'm not really sure like how I fit into some of my friends' lives anymore. And not in, not in the sense that I think that they care about me any less, but now I think, okay, well, where I used to be able to call her at any time I wanted to, now I'm like, wait, it's after six o'clock. She's home with her family. Um, you know, it's Sunday. Can I just call her up and ask her to go hang out with me on a whim? No, you have to make plans in a different way now, because if you ask her to go out and her husband is not available to watch the kids, now she has to either bring the baby with you or she can't come or those kinds of things. So it makes you reconsider your relationship to to some of the people that you've known for a really long time. And then it adds this thought and it makes me think about, well, like, oh my God, she's married now. Oh my gosh, she has a baby now. Oh my gosh, she's engaged now. And then it makes, what about me? What am I going to get engaged? When am I going to get married? When am I going to have a kid? And what I wasn't necessarily thinking about or putting pressure on myself or, you know, even concerned about for myself per se, now I'm becoming more concerned about it. Now I'm thinking about it more because it's more present in my life because it's more present in the lives of the people that I care about the most and it's all over Facebook and all over Instagram I can't I can't go on Facebook without seeing somebody post something about their kids and I look like Halloween for example oh my gosh seeing these babies I saw a picture of uh, some babies on Instagram today that were their parents made them into Twinkies they were twins and they wrapped them up in this little thing like they look they wrapped them in yellow blankets and laid like a cardboard over them that said hostess Twinkies and it was the cutest thing but you see all of these families walking with their kids trick-or-treating and dressing up as you know family themed in family themed Halloween costumes. And it's like you, then you begin to, in the same way with so many other things that we see on social media, that we hear about in the media generally, 
you then place those feelings and those expectations and those wants onto yourself, even when you weren't thinking about it. So it becomes one of those things that you only you're only thinking about it because you see somebody else with it. And it's not that you don't necessarily want it for yourself at some point, but you're now thinking about it way more because it's way more in your face. Like I remember a time when when I was in um, graduate school and law school where black women weren't getting married. There was all this conversation on the internet about how educated black women could not find a man and they were too independent and they acted like they didn't need a man and they didn't want to clean the house and they, none of them could cook and just all of this conversation. And I remember owning that because it was a conversation, it was a topic of conversation that everyone else was having and how I wore it and I, we were, I was offended that the world And the world was placing this expectation on me that I would not be married because here I was one of these quote unquote educated black women who was independent, who could never, who was never going to find a man. And, and I remember that being a part of the conversation that my friends and I had with each other very, very often, not necessarily because it wasn't something that we would have thought about ourselves until other people put that expectation and those thoughts on us. Similar to now, um, but it also before I even get into that point, and I am friends with a bunch of educated black women. Like those, are my girls are married, they are engaged, they are you know having children, and they are in relationships that they're happy, and they're working in these careers that are powerful, and they have supportive husbands, and they're you know, and so what was once something that seemed like truth and was based on this quote unquote research and all these things has now been it's completely the opposite at least in my own experience and it's not to say that everyone I know is married because I'm you know for example I'm not but it is it just goes to show you that you have to be careful with what you are receiving with what you are um with what you're exposing yourself to because that that can can shift the expectations that you have about yourself and that you have for yourself, even when you're in a, when you're not really in a space to want that thing or to need that thing. You feel like you should have it because you see it all the time. You feel like you need it because everyone else has it or everyone else is doing it. And so I just wanted to make a few um, a few points that I thought about in kind of reading that article and thinking about how often. I feel frenzied sometimes about wanting to be about when this engagement might happen or when, you know, are we going in that direction? And, you know, I'm in a relationship and Boo is and it's something that Boo and I talk about. And it's something that I try to stay away from because I don't want it to be I don't want to add pressure on him. I don't want to make it a focus of conversation even for myself because it just I, it's just not a space that I that I want to be in. It's going to happen, I believe, when it's supposed to happen. So um, and actually, that's the first point that I wanted to make, that it it will happen when it's supposed to, not when you think it should. And by it, I mean a relationship, engagement, marriage, pregnancy, whatever that it is for you. If it's not happening right now, that's because it's it's not really it's not supposed to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to. And it's it's so easy to feel like just because we've reached this number this year in our relationship or just because I see all my friends doing it, that means it should be happening for me right now. But you have to ask yourself, is that where you're are you ready for this right now? Because a lot of it the engagement looks pretty. You see all the pictures. And I said yes. And my nails were done. And it was a surprise. And he had my mama there, my grandmama. And he played the special music. And he did all these fancy things. And it was this big to do. 
But the engagement is not the goal. If, in, if, in my opinion, the marriage, a successful marriage is the goal. So make sure that you're placing your energy and your focus on the right thing. Um, because if not, then you, you want to make sure that your relationship that you're in, wherever you are with your, with your, um, your boo is you're laying the right foundation for, so that when that engagement does come, You've asked some of the questions that you need to ask. You know that you both are on the same page, that you share values, that you are, that the, you, the same things matter to you. And of course, I'm not saying that you have to be the same person, but you know what you're, you're laying the foundation with the person that you can build with and build a marriage with that will last, not just a cute engagement with these nice pictures or the big wedding, because those, again, those aren't, that's not the prize. The prize is I believe, and I'm not, I'm not married, so maybe married people will tell me something different, but I believe the prize is the good marriage, not the amazing wedding and the nice pictures and the great engagement shoot. Um, so one of the other things is that it, and I, and I've talked a, a bit around this already, but just because you want it doesn't mean you should have it, at least not yet. And I remember in my last relationship before I met um, Boo, I was thinking about and I was wanting and imagining when, if and when my ex would propose to me. And God is so good because God did not allow that to happen for either one of us. <laughs> and I remember being like thinking about that. And if I had and I if I started to place that pressure and I remember having conversations about moving in together and all those kinds of things and it was not the time and because I, I wanted it at the time at least I thought I wanted it but it wasn't for me to have especially not with him so it was the timing will be right and God will place the the will move align your life in a way that the timing will be right when it's supposed to happen. Um, and I think it's important for us to to take stock in where we are. So do you know, are you thinking about the engagement or are you thinking about the marriage? Are you do you know what matters to both you and your boo? Have you talked about the the values and the things that are important to you, like buying a house or renting or living in a certain type of place or being, you know, do you guys want to go to the same church or do you have the same values about, you know, education or like of raising children and sitting at the dinner table versus, and again, those are not all things that you're going to flesh out before it happens, but are you, are you thinking about the bigger picture or is it, is it just the event that is so important to you? Um, does this does the relationship feel like it's progressing naturally, or do you are you feeling a pressure that is coming from that is influenced by what's happening around you? I know that I have a, I have had a tendency to be very influenced by what was going on in the world and not what really mattered to me because I remember even before like when I was in. Leading into my last relationship, I remember feeling like all my friends have boyfriends. It is time for me to have a boyfriend. I deserve not to be single anymore and being very adamant about that. And then ending up putting getting into a relationship with someone who, for all that it was worth, taught me a lot of things about myself and about being in a relationship. And so I won't regret, I won't say I regret that relationship, but I do remember feeling pressure that was not about him, that was not about me. It was about a want that was driven by someone else, by something else. And so you have to make sure that you're 
that your your desire is coming from a from a place that is within you and that is that your desire is based on the right things because lord knows how many times we all get swayed for the wrong reasons and end up in situations that we shouldn't be in because i can tell you many many stories that that are based on that exact thing so it's important to make sure that you are focusing on the right things and is this person really the one for you and I'm not going to get into whether or not there are you know more there are a number of people who we would could end up marrying and having great lives with whatever but is the person that you are with right now is this the person that you actually want to be with for the rest of your life or do you just want to be with them because you want to be with somebody that is a question that I have had to ask myself before and it is a question that I did not always like the answer to the question and so I forced and redefined and made excuses for and like well no but I think this might work because and he's such a great guy and he looks so great on paper but you know maybe he'll grow and he'll learn and we can get over this together no Mm -mm. all of that gotta stop (laughs) because you will and you can end up making excuses that you don't need to be making excuses for you can be uh, you know end up trying to justify things that you don't need to justify so you know it is it is hard out here to be it to be 30 and to not be engaged and to be or seeing people having getting what you want and living and living in a life living a life that you want for yourself but at the end of the day and as I just had um you know one of my friends just say this to me that eventually we're all going to end up in the same place because there was a time that we were looking to the people that we respected who had the law degrees for me or who were doctors or who had graduated from school and were making their money and living on their own and this kind of thing and we're here like we're we're you're there already so there will come a time where you will have the things that your friends have but it will be your time it will be in the time that it is for you and we'll all be in the same boat one day eventually we will be and we'll be in our version of the boat that is meant for us so just because your friend is riding in a canoe doesn't mean that you need to you need to be on a canoe too maybe you need to be on a raft maybe you need to be on a yacht maybe you need to be on this cruise ship like everything just because you see it and you see somebody else has it doesn't mean that it's going to be that it should be that way for you so when the time is right when you're when things align for you the way that they're supposed to when you have done the work for on yourself that needs to be done because that is something for me that I I had to do a lot of that for myself before I was even ready to be in a relationship that I could even imagine resulting in marriage and resulting in having children and I'm in that relationship now that I imagine those things but I couldn't see that for myself because I had so much other emotional baggage and so much other hurt and so much so much so many other things clouding my emotional vision if you will so you know it will happen when it's supposed to we are all we're gonna we're gonna be okay no matter how it ends up we will be okay because God has not failed us yet um he hasn't failed me yet and whatever his plan is it will be and so I hope that you from this the the love the marriage the baby carriage it is all over the place you're gonna go on Facebook tonight or tomorrow Instagram tonight or tomorrow and see and hear more and uh, and and it will be great and congratulate those people and just be to work to have peace within yourself that you are where you're supposed to be and it will whatever your it is it will happen for you when it's supposed to happen for you with that 
Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? Each week I try to uh, end with a reading a review that I received in iTunes or if I get them from Stitcher, I'll read those as well. And I'm hoping that I will have one to read every week. So that means you will keep leaving ratings and reviews in the iTunes store or Stitcher or on SoundCloud or commenting on the blog. But this week's um, review con- comes from Manny Calavera. 19104 and it says important advice should be required listening for any young professional with a long-term plan or for any young professional who wishes they were in they were the kind of person who had a long-term plan thank you thank you thank you i my long-term plan has changed several times but i do appreciate that that sentiment and i think that it is you know being grown as i say is not easy but it is doable and we're making it happen So thank you again for listening to this week's episode of How Does She Do It? Be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.